And welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast, episode 6, I believe. I'm losing count here. Uh, my name is Rob White, class of 2014. <laughs> losing count. He has to take off his other shoe to get to 6. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, howdy. This is Roy May, fighting Texas A class 2015, former Yale leader. And today we are going to talk about what everybody's talking about, but in a roundabout way. We're going to talk about being sick. We're right. possibly getting sick because, uh, you know, it's the sickness, the uh, the pandemic is, it's on everybody's mind, I think, um, despite how you feel about uh, pretty regular uses of profanity. Uh, the Barstool, Barstool president, uh, really, he put something out, I think it was yesterday, just kind of nailed it and the difference, kind of what's going on and what's happening and how we're developing that. But so what we're going to talk about, we're going to have a little bit of fun with it first, though. So we're going to talk about, um, well, I think where I want to start first, because I know I'm going to rant at some point <laughs> about the COVID thing. But um, so and it's COVID-19. So if you're fighting Texas A class 2019, that's I don't think that's a whoop when it's COVID-19. No, you put that I, bad boy I, in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Save that for another day. But um <laughs> But so I, I thought we'd play around a little bit, and I I want to I want to ask Rob, and we all have these terrible stories. You know, it's I'll never drink this because of this night, or I'll never go to this restaurant because of this, or right. uh, you know I, I ate this to, to to try it one time, and it made me desperately sick. So I'm going to give you two questions I want you to answer. Sounds like um, a plan. And and, uh, and I've got kind of a roundabout. Uh, it's well follow up to this, but kind of more that I, I, a story I want to tell. But I want to know, you know, what's your drunk sick story? Okay. Yeah, because everybody's got one. Um, oh, for sure. And, and, and like ninety four percent of them are uh, are are Southern Comfort. Um, uh, close. <laughs> it was very close. Yeah, right. It wasn't quite yeah, Southern right. Comfort, but it was the see, same route. Yeah. See, I came close. And then like. <laughs> You know, and your other like most because everybody gets so sick at one point in their life where there's like, man, I remember I was laid up for days and blah blah blah. Right. So, uh, so like your top stupid drunk story because when you get sick from being drunk, it's because you're stupid. Mm -hmm. Um. So you're like, I made the worst dumb stupid mistake drinking ever story, and then like, like, what was the one where you were really like, dude, I don't know if I'm ever gonna pull through this kind of sick. Man, talking about being sick, uh, just with our drunk sick story, uh, definitely going to go down the road. Um, last, so this, uh, not, not, you know, this past year we were back in um, Stephenville, uh, actually uh, up for a songwriting competition. Jordan Nix, um, you know, my bandmate, he was in the competition uh, performing a few songs up there, uh, basically at the little area right by LJT. They have a a building out there they like to host some events and they do a songwriter competition every year um and jordan was in it so we went up to support watch the other bands met a bunch of musicians it was great now over the course of the evening i found myself drinking uh, a variety of different alcohols but i leaned towards uh devil's river which was like the the whiskey they were promoting at this particular spot. I never had it before, but I figured, why not? It, well, if they're, if they're promoting it, it's got to be cheaper, right? Right. And <laughs> the, the crazy part was it really wasn't 
like I drank a ton. I had, you know, like three drinks over the course of the night. But I think it was just a combination of that. Maybe it was a combination of that with the beer from before, whatever it was. But it was just a bad combination. Um, we started driving back um, and we actually went to our vehicle because we consolidated vehicles in Waco. Uh, Jordan lives in Buffalo. Uh, the rest of us live in College Station. So at that point, uh, we consolidated in Waco. Jordan went home and I drove the rest of the guys back to college station. Um, and for whatever reason, I just felt like dog crap the whole way back. Um, actually ended up throwing up once, uh, in the Whataburger bathroom in, uh, Waco right across the uh, street from the campus there. Is, is, is that an official apology to the Whataburger staff from that night? <laughs> yeah, we do apologize. And to all of the, um, wonderful little co-eds that were floating around inside that, particular water burger at two o'clock in the morning what are y'all doing figure it out anyway <laughs> so I can't tell if this it, is you being sick or if this is a train wreck oh no this gets worse it gets so much worse so we're driving back at that point and i figured okay you've thrown up once you're feeling better right uh no uh we end up cruising through and we're going through um you know all the little towns on six we get through calvert and we're we get to the far side of hern towards college station and I just had to pull over because I felt it, you know, coming again. Then I was having to throw up again, and I had to park. We I are turning. Get out we of are. the vehicle in time. I rolled down the window and just. Yeah, we went are right turning. Outside the window. We are we are turning so many people off with this. It's so <laughs> it was so bad, but for whatever reason, I, I, it just I, it was a bad I'm, combo. I immediately regret asking this question of you. <laughs> but so 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 that was and we took care of that particular thing I, I mean and literally drove home without a shirt on because it but i, I feel infinitely better yeah, at that no, point. We, yeah we don't don't need the details first no it was fine so anyway we may get back for whatever reason just that particular drunk story i was like i'm never gonna drink whiskey again it doesn't even sound drunk it just sounds stupid it was awful like i wasn't even drunk that was the worst part just i just miserable. was dog sick it was awful did, did it did at any point you stop, uh, whether on the way to the bar you know, earlier in the evening or on the way home for, gee, I don't know, what do they call it, gas station food? No, no, we didn't have any gas station food at any point. That was kind you, of the issue. You, you just got a sensitive little tummy. Yeah, no, it was, I don't know what it was. It was just a goofy combo. I'm not sure if it was, I, I think I had Shiner earlier in the day, but I don't see how that would have made as big of a difference. It was just a weird chemical imbalance. I don't get it. Uh, yes. When all else fails, refer to science. It's gotta be chemistry and anatomy. It's somewhere gotta in there. be. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> all right. Well, if anyone is still listening, <laughs> um, thanks for the barf stories from Rob. Hey, uh, hey, you said sick uh, drinking stories. Well, yeah. All right. I blame myself for that. Um, <laughs> so like, I've, you know, I've, I, you know, I've, I've been, I don't get sick very often, right. but I, I get sick about once a year and I'm totally miserable. Um, like, you know, we're not going to go down any of these stories. I, I don't even want to know where they go from there. So, so 
all I'll say is, I don't know about you. Like I, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I don't have allergies. Uh, I actually, excuse me. I have one allergy. I am allergic to Claritin B. I'm huh. allergic to allergy medicine, which I'm fairly, <laughs> yeah. No yeah, way. Which, yeah. Which I'm fairly certain makes me bionic, but that's um, crazy. But, uh, but you know, I get sick once a year and it's like two, three days. I'm just kind of laid up mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, there's there's an interesting dynamic, and you know I'm married uh, with a kid, and, and I have a daughter, and so there's these three dynamics of, you know, in this household that are sick, right, uh, and we don't like get sick at the same time, but when we're you know, and so, uh, and I, my wife's sick, like if she's sick, like bro, she's sick, like she, if my wife's not a weenie, she'll. You know, she'll, she'll tough it out, but but if she has to stay home from work, like she's sick, mm -hmm. she's tough. I, I I try my best to take care of her. I normally just, you know, we have like the like the not the blackout shades in the bedroom, but like the like the serious darkening ones, and you know, just mm -hmm. you know whatever she wants, I'm happy to bring her. And and when my daughter's sick, um, yeah, it's your kid. It's a different dynamic. She's she's kind of like my wife. Like she wants to tough it out, but uh, unless it's a school day. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if she thinks she might become sick within the next three months, she probably needs the day off from school. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> as, as a parent, you see right through that BS. Right. Um, so when I'm sick, uh, I am the most miserable little crap-faced child ever. Like, I don't want anything. I just leave me alone. I just want to be miserable. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm laid up in bed. Um, it happens about once a year, it's about two days or so, and I never know what it is. Um, although, you know, with all the reports now, I, I was sick right at the beginning of the year, and, if, you know, if shit, maybe I had COVID. I don't know. Oh, you too? Um, I was yeah. right there with you. Yeah. So, and then, like, <laughs> I'm laid up in bed, and, and I got – and I so I, I drink water, like, from when I wake. I don't I don't drink coffee in the morning. If I do, it's just because I have a hankering for it, but I don't, I don't drink coffee in the morning. I really don't drink a lot of caffeine uh, really at all. Um, so I drink water all day long and, and I know I'm sick when I don't even want to drink water, right. which is unfortunate because when I'm sick is the most desperate time to drink water. Of course. But, uh, but I'm, I'll tell you what, out of the three of us, my, my beautiful wife and my, my, uh, soon to be driving daughter, um, I'm the biggest baby of the three. Hmm. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a complete baby. Uh, and it's, it's about once a year. It just, it just is. There's, I don't know what it is, but, uh, so if you have a super sick story, like I got super sick when I was young, I, uh, the, the worst I remember was I got food poisoning from Ooh. a restaurant. Yeah, it was, I, I, I can I was probably 12. Do you remember maybe. what you ate? Um, I'm not going to name the restaurant, uh, but it was, uh, and I don't think it exists anymore. Like, what does it rhyme with? <laughs> Uh, well, no, I'm not going to dime them out, but okay. it was, it was certainly a, a chain barbecue restaurant, um, uh, down in, down in the spring area. Okay. And, uh, it, 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 it doesn't exist here in college stations. It don't, you know, it's not any of them. And, and honestly, it's just food poisoning is really bad luck when it comes yeah. down to it. I mean, these restaurants tend to stay clean, but that was the worst I remember is having food poisoning. It was like a three day event. And I, like, I just laid on the floor in my parents bedroom it was pathetic um but that at least was legitimate 
as opposed right. to these days when I get sick, I'm just a big fat baby. <laughs> yeah, I would say probably the absolute worst for me going back uh, was when I was six. Um, I actually had an appendectomy when I was six, so I had my appendix removed. Um, I just remember uh, a pretty intense pain, um, more or less on the front side of my body when that was going on. Um, and... Um, I remember telling my parents that I felt bad like I did, and they ended up taking me to the hospital. It, you know, we had to drive 20 miles into town to go to the hospital. Uh, by the time we got there and they put me under, they got the appendix out, and it ruptured like immediately after they got it out. So it was really, really close. <laughs> so. Well, that's like a different kind of sick, though. That's like a I need surgery sick. Right, that's right. A... That was – I would say if, from a pain standpoint – Probably the very first time I ever had a kidney stone, which was eighth grade, and that ever, was just wild. You ever have any? Uh, were you were you like a, a hospital prone kid? Did you you know did, did you break a lot of fingers? You get sick a lot? No, not really. I mean, I was you know I would occasionally get sick, but I was never like a prone hospital kid. I mean, my family, I we generally were pretty healthy folks for the most part. Um, uh, really my, the extent of my issues, um, pretty much came down to me getting, you know, obviously having that appendectomy, um, and then the kidney stone one time. And then, uh, another time they brought me in and, uh, actually discovered my allergy, uh, which is codeine. Uh, so it turns out if I get codeine, I get hives. So don't ever give me codeine. Just, <laughs> so we know that that's like the worst <laughs> worst allergy ever it's awful i mean right. morphine i'm good but i can't do codeine oh well yes yeah. it's a morphine drip isn't that the, isn't that what they gave the guy in saving private ryan right before he died yeah and to quote Something Ryan like Reagan. That. but um but all right so we yeah, so so we've been miserable we've been sick but now we need to talk about what's going on because and and this and again to follow on with the guarantee we're not going to get political about this we're no. going to get very common sense and i don't know if you and i are really going to see eye to eye on this but the shutdowns the masks the local governments the state governments the um i, I don't really care you know where the government is it's just uh, but again go back and if you don't mind free-floating uh, profanity, you know, go look at Barstool president, you know, Dave Portnoy's, uh, kind of rant. He won. I was about three and a half minutes. Right. And, and it was interesting, but like, I, I want to get your thoughts on, and we can, and we'll do this specific to Texas. Like, sure. Obviously, obviously the original lockdown and then the phase one of reopening and then Monday is phase two. Right. So, so like, what are your thoughts on all this? So, I'll be honest, when this first thing kicked off, obviously I was in the camp that wasn't really overly thrilled about everything shutting down at all. Of course, this was coming on the heels of the fact that we were literally uh, on the biggest uprise of the band, uh, not to mention baseball was going on. It just my typical good springtime was going on. 
Yeah, not just not just the random stuff that we love about Spring, but it was a little bit personal for you for your band, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, and that takes it to a different level for me initially. You know, honestly, the first real sign for me that I was starting to worry about everything was the moment that they canceled the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. You know, and I think that was big for a lot of people for sure. That's when things got real serious real fast. Right. At, yeah. at least, at least, kind of in this region, not just Brass Valley, but kind of the Gulf Coast region of Texas and Texas as a whole. But the closer you are to Houston, the more it seems to be impactful. Even though there are people coming from all over to show and sell livestock and right. and compete and do a lot of things, but the economic impact of the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is insane. What is it? The like the second largest rodeo in North America? Oh, absolutely massive. Yeah. So, and not to mention the production that comes in behind with the, you know, um, yeah, the, the kind of artist that it draws. So yeah, to me, that was really the first like, Oh shit moment. Right. And so, you know, we're at a point where, you know, they started shutting things down and I'll admit when I, when they first started making announcements, I probably reacted poorly compared to other people. I was not a fan of the moves, you know, like, why are we shutting everything down? I don't think this is as much of a big of a deal. I mean, that was the way I treated it. I mean, right when it first came out, um, but did started doing my research really started saying why we were shutting everything down, which was, and to this day, and something we need to continue to remember about this whole thing. This was always about flattening the curve. This was always about not getting too many cases too quickly in order to leave space available at the hospitals. That was the driving factor. And so, you know, now we've gotten to the point where we've seen that happen. Yeah, where. It's starting to flatten. All you have to do is look at the stats. Now, in some areas, it's not as prominent as others, depending on what your political view is, depending on what you're looking at. The stats that you do see, well, hold they're going to be skewed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's no political view about medical stats. No. That, that needs to be freaking said. No, it I'm, does need I'm, to be. I'm so sick of – and the problem is if you want to get all conspiracy theory at all, you're like, well, are we getting the right stats? What's this? What's that? But look, what's going on outside of the United States is what it is. Right. What I what I need to know is what's happening here. And obviously, now that we're testing at a much higher rate, mm-hmm. we're going to see um, we're going to see increased numbers. But I that look, there's got to be a common sense level to this, and at least approach. And whether you choose to interpret the data your way or another right. way, or, or or however you interpret it based on what your preconceived hopes of interpreting it were, is, is what really skews all this friggin' data. Right. And, and and that's not one way or the other. Like, just it. This has turned into a a, a headline and a, and a news headline and byline that people can manipulate to fit their own narrative. Exactly. And that's the one thing that's just driving me absolutely batty. Like we are going to see a, a pretty big increase in positive cases because we're finally seeing a pretty big increase in testing. Sure. Which we're we're behind on testing. Like because, it, it, Lord, I mean, when did this when did this start? Two months ago? Yeah. Let's say March. Yeah. So we're at two months and we're just now rolling out kind of in mass testing. So I just. 
sorry, go ahead. Sorry, oh, you're good. I'd say the, the the rant the rant is the part. That's what we're getting to. But I mean, oh, I ha- oh, I haven't even started. Oh yeah. So we've gotten to the point where uh, I truly believe that yes, um, you know, we've done a lot in terms of isolating and take care of, of the things that we needed to take care of. Of course, um, I think that. Um, we don't need to take this thing to a level with an expectation uh, of what the end of the road is going to look like. We can't see the future. We don't know what it's going to look like. And guess my main point of that uh, really goes back to what Dave was saying, which is when did this become trying to find a cure? We don't know there is a cure. We don't know that there's ever going to be a cure. As far as we know, this is another disease that, as you know, HWO and other people have said, this is just a part of life now. This is going to be a disease that exists. And I guess the main wrap-up for me is going to come down to, are we going to let this thing dictate how we live? the rest of our lives or we do we treat it just like everything else that's in our life which is it's a risk it's a risk that we have to take the moment we ever walk out of the door and we just go on and live our lives that's where we're currently at right so okay and what do we always see you know the common fluke like again the people that say you know the common flu kills blah blah so many a year uh, if you're the person kind of making that argument as your only argument, then, right. then you're not, you're literally looking at statistics to fit your narrative, which is one of my least favorite things on the planet. I'm probably guilty of it plenty of times here and there. Oh, Lord knows I'm am but, but this, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And here's kind of how I look at it. You know, when it first came around uh you know I, I looked at it a lot as like SARS and the bird flu and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff where um you know it happens uh elsewhere it gets spread to our country but we're able to kind of neutralize it pretty quickly it's not nearly as serious uh as it is in other countries that don't have the medical kind of facilities that, that you know the more developed countries have or or it happens in a tiny province in a major country, but it, we're able to contain it. So I looked at it as the SARS kind of thing, and and right. it's just and so I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and then, like you said, you know, things start shutting down, and major things start shutting down. Right. And so then you're and and here's where I fall on the line of all of this, and I have really since things started shutting down, because that's when you knew that. Um, I mean, if you think the initial shutdown had anything to do with politics, you really probably ought to take your tinfoil hat off, dust it <laughs> off, and you know, clean it up, put it back on. I'm assuming, I don't know, Windex works for those. I don't know. Um, but the initial shutdowns were based off of projections, it, the best projections that the people who know about this could give us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever there's a problem, and we're not talking just – you know, an ep- you know, a pandemic or, or a disease, whenever there is a problem, the best thing you can ever do is get out in front of it, right? Always. Yeah, it's that, that's just a general statement in life. Whatever your problem is, try and get out in front of it and minimize the damage of that problem. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter what field you're in, what you do for a living. If you identify all of a sudden a massive problem, 
if you're any good at what you do, the first step you do is to get out in front of it and start looking mid to long term. What can I do to minimize the damage of this mistake or this, you know, whatever's happening? So I didn't have a problem with any of it. You know, the shutdowns, the talk about, hey, you know, you should wear masks. You can't go here. We're shutting down this stuff. And I know the initial shutdowns are they're brutal. They're, they're brutal on the economy and they're twice as brutal on the small business economy. No doubt about um, that. But, but you know, you've, you've got to get out in front of this because mm-hmm. at that point it was so serious. It, it's gone past this whole SARS thing where we had, you know, so many cases here and there, but it largely didn't affect, uh, you know, other countries in a massive way. We didn't have these global deaths to where it's, you, know, you turn on the news and, you know, the ticker isn't the stock market. The ticker is the death toll and the infected toll. Right. This, this is a different world we're living in. And I always looked at it as... And this is just my two cents. I, you know, I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a scientist. Right. Um, but you can you can look at this in two ways at the same time. This is something serious that I should be cautious about and pay attention to. Correct. And this probably isn't quite as big as it's being made out to be. Exactly. Those two things can exist in the same circle. This probably isn't the plague, but I'd be remiss if I just blew it off as another headline. This right. is something serious. It's obviously globally spread. Uh, people are dying by the thousands, so we do have to take that into account in its seriousness. But so, and like you referred to Dave, and and it comes back to it, like. What's been the message? Flatten the curve. And and, and if you've seen it, you, this is going to sound like a rerun, but the message has always been flatten the curve, then we can reopen, right? Right. You know, it's going to get that flatten the curve. And, and the problem is with that is, or a problem with that is the lack of massive widespread testing. Mm-hmm. Well, now, well, so we've seen the curve flatten, so we're happy to start reopening businesses and reopening certain things. But now we also have this influx of new testing, which is going to give us a spike, whether or not that's, you know, how and that spike is going to be interpreted by the specific source that decides how to interpret it. And that's the problem. Right. And and this and this goes into a longstanding thing of the, I, I'm a firm believer that actual news is hard to find these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it, it just everything gets so politically slanted. And I don't care what news network you watch. Like you're a fool if you only watch one news network and you think that's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you need to go out and do your own personal research. So, make sure you're so, digging around. Yeah, and so, but you know, for politics and all this other crap, you, you watch whatever you want to. I don't care. But for something as important as uh, a global pandemic, because I'm trying to think of things more important to that and. Currently, nothing's coming to mind. No, um, that's the big know, news story you know, get, for sure. Actually, actually, do your research because you know what I know you have right now is freaking time. So go <laughs> take the time to go look at models. You know what? It wouldn't kill you to become more educated on something you don't know anything about or know very little about. Learn right. about these things. It's you know, if you ever want to argue a point with any sort of validity. The first thing you have to do is research the op- like the opposing point. That's how I always looked at it in life. If I want to argue with you about what you believe in, 
I can't just argue my points, and then you argue your points, and then they go, uh, anything else, Roy? Yeah, he's stupid, because right. that doesn't get us anywhere. So if you want to have any sort of truth in a debate or any sort of source, if you can't look at the other side of the debate, you know, like think of you know, like old school high school debates with a podium on each side of the stage. Exactly. Now, if you can't, if you can't disprove their thought process or disprove the facts they're trying to give you, then, then the argument, it's just a bunch of people yelling at each other like idiots. Yeah. So the reality is if, if you want to really have an educated opinion on this, very specifically to epidemiology, you don't have to be an epidemiologist but you should have at least researched and learned a little bit about it in order to not look like a boob when you're arguing. Right. You, the last thing you want to do is hop on your little Twitter soapbox and decide that you're going to educate the entire world on something that you know nothing about. Lord knows we no. have enough of that going on right now. <laughs> uh, and Yeah, and if, if there's one thing that Twitter has given us, it's, it's a voice in every village, man. Mm. Uh-huh. But the, the, it's how I look at it is this. So with this re reopening, you know, Texas reopened, uh, what, 13 days ago? 12, 13, yeah, it was on it? the 1st, so 14 What's days. It? It, 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 yeah, okay. Because I'm fairly certain it's May. Um, Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we reopened. Some states did, some states didn't. You're seeing a lot of protests, and which I want to touch on before we close up. Yeah, that's fine. Um, very specific to the the protests that everybody, if you're listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's you know, give us our state back. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then, and you can debate all day long. What you know, what officials were right and what officials were wrong. We won't really know until on the back end. So nobody right now can, can tell me that Texas is right by opening and Los Angeles is wrong. Um, uh, my personal is perfectly fine for wanting to shut down for three months additional. You know? Right. Right. So like the numbers won't tell us whether these decisions were right or wrong for another three to four to five months. Right. Right. But, but you, you know, depending on which lens you're looking at it, you know, is it, uh, you were looking at it from an economic side, from a health standpoint. You know, it's it's interesting also what people argue based on what they do or what their interests are. And again, and I understand that. You know, if, if I was still, you know, in Good Bowl smoking briskets and making tacos six days a week. I would be completely up in arms if they hadn't tried to do some sort of reopening or if they completely shut down restaurants. You know, they they left the takeout and carry you know and carry out and drive through options open. Um, but you know, the other thing people have to realize is you're going to view things through the lens of your life. You know, exactly. if like Elon Musk is an interesting uh, kind of research in the sense that. I mean, he's worth, you know, more than I will ever even understand. Right. Billions. Um, he's, he's a complete, yeah, he's a complete eccentric weirdo. Right. But he's also clearly developed a brand, and he makes a lot of money doing it. And, you know, that, that is what it is. But when you look at 
his complaint relative to California and he, you know, he's all this stuff about, you know, I'm going to move to Texas, move my plants to Texas. It's funny because just if you ever just actually look through the comments and not just through one or two, but scroll through comments, it's it's a fascinating look on how people are viewing things. Um, you know, we, well, we got to stay safe and you're endangering people. Okay. And that's a take, man. That That's absolutely a take. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially if you're in a higher risk category, uh, you know, uh, you, you deserve to be free and screw that. And you go, you know, go Elon that, and that's a take too. But so specific to Texas, once he floats out, I'm going to move my plants to Texas. Everything changes on our end because one, obviously the politics between Texas and California are very different outside of Orange County. Right. Orange County is oddly enough. Orange County is uh, uh, very Republican. A ton, ton of veterans live in Orange County. Right. It's probably one of the only red counties in California. Um, but Texans are like, dude, yeah, come here because we like businesses opening here and we like giving people jobs. Uh, so it's again, it's through the lens that you look. But relative to what's going on, here's my thing. Things have to start opening back up. Yes. I don't care if you like Greg Abbott. I don't care if you don't like Greg Abbott. I don't care if you voted for him. I don't care if you developed an anonymous Twitter account just to hate on the dude or on the flip side, an anonymous Twitter account to love on the dude. Look, things have to start opening or there are serious economic ramifications for everybody not named McDonald's. All right. Right. All right. This this country was built, you know, as small business, the mom and pops. And it was, shit, look far enough back. Even McDonald's started as this tiny little burger joint in Chicago, man. I've been in the original one. You know, it's it's the ability to, you know, to provide a service at a reasonable fee and where you can still make profits and they're still value based in the community. And that in itself is pretty much capitalism, which is what we like to think that we have. You know, it's, it's a constitutional democracy based in capitalism. And despite everybody thinking that, you know, we're basically social, I, you know, I, I, I'm not, you know what, sorry, I'm going to stop the politics. <laughs> but the reality is, but the reality is, you know, it, you've got to, you've, you've got to get the economy going and you can't get the economy going by continuing to send out loans and grants and stimulus checks because two things to me are wrong with that. One, the initial swell had to happen, a huge fan. Uh, a secondary swell of funds had to come from the government. All right, mm -hmm. They have to. There's, that's, it's not optional. You've got to help people. It's, this is a pandemic. There's no – especially when you have these lockdown orders, you have to help them since you're telling them that they're grounded. Exactly. All right? You're grounded. Stay at home. You know. Well, what about my business? Okay, well, we'll compensate you at least somewhat so you can pay for your employees or whatever. Um, the second swell had to happen, but at some point, the government just can't keep pumping out money to help these businesses. We've got to allow these businesses to try and prosper. We got to kick them off the teat. You know, we got we got to get everybody it's, get them moving. We we had to do what we did economically to 
to make sure some of these tiny businesses survive. You know, it's small, but like you've got to help them out, whether it's, you know, helping them out with their payroll. And these are grants, they're not loans or, or they're loans, but they're forgivable up to a certain amount. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to make sure that not only can these companies continue to do business, but they can continue to pay their employees because otherwise it, you just, it's such a crazy reset to think that all these small businesses closing, all of these employees leaving, and then you look at the amount of unemployment that's being filed, and bro, we've got to get back to work. And here's where it really comes down to like the brass tacks of what we're willing to do. Open it up and give people choices. That's all you have to do. All right. right, and and it doesn't have to be a full blown, you know, open the floodgates. Let's just go and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's one thing where Dave says, like with Sweden, they just roll the dice. But we're we're past the rolling the dice phase. Like you know, we've we've had lockdowns and, and we've done a lot of this stuff. And there's a lot of local governments that are talking about you know, you have to be in masks when you're in public or this and that. And whether you agree with that or not, whatever. Um, but you know we've done kind of our due diligence, and now we're still you know we're still on the sideline. Like you've got to let me in the game. Like you know what? Let's let's take a recruiting spin on this. Sure. Yeah, football recruiting, or just any sports. But I'm gonna say sideline, and I'm gonna talk about football. Yeah, football. So, so you know what you have to offer. You know you're probably a four to five star kind of talent, and even if you're a high three, like. Bro, high three stars make dough. All right, they they make that bread. So, like you're on the sideline, and you know you can go in and help. You know you can go in and do a job. You know you can go in and perform. And initially, look, right now it's not going to happen. Fine, and you sit and you wait and you understand. But there comes a point where you have to let them in to try. And, and if they're willing to, to – and football is a perfect example. If they're willing to take the risk, you know, relative to the physical nature of football, they're willing to take the physical risk of their body to do it, why wouldn't you let them give a shot? And if they don't want to take that risk, here's the catch. You can't penalize them. <laughs> but you have to be willing to allow people to make their own decisions. Right. And, and that's, that's really kind of – last I checked, the world we live in, is to you know make your decisions. The people that are in the higher risk categories understand that they're in the higher risk categories and they will make the decisions proper to them. Mm-hmm. And the people that are in other situations will make the decisions proper to them. And nothing that we're going to do in the next 60 days is going to change whatever trajectory is going to happen with this crap. They talk right. about warm, warm weather, cold weather. You know, the Spanish flu came back, you know, with a vengeance. But are, are you going to shut down the economy for 12 months? Then just shut down the country. Just shut it all down. We Martial can't do law, that. shut it down. Yeah. Be, be done with it. You know, he who has the gold makes the rule. Unless he's got this, the other guy's got bigger ammo. And there it is. So the reality is you have to to let this happen organically mm-hmm. like you just open it up and let people make their own decisions and so my biggest problem is is right now 
no, like we're not on the same page, man. And you can see it right now in college football or college sports in general. You have conferences that are straight up saying we're not going to be open. And then you got a dude says we're going to play. What was it? The West Virginia uh, AD or something I saw earlier. He said, yeah, that was football. awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have football if I have to suit up. That's um, great. So Love it's that. you know it and you know this guy in West Virginia is talking like he knows the economic impact of college football in Morgantown, West Virginia. Massive. He he understands it and he knows it. And he can't look past the fact that, look, it's important, man. This money has got to come into this university. Right. And let's not even mention the fact you look at College Station, Texas. I mean, the economic impact around here. I mean, let's let's take it back a few years. Let's go back to 2014, 2015. So when – they were getting ready to do the reconstruction on Kyle Field. They talked about the opportunity of shutting down Kyle Field and just getting it done over basically one season, and we would play games elsewhere, like in Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, and the, Arlington. And the, and the businesses in town, dependent on the traffic that's generating, the revenue generated from football, won out. Yes. Don't think that this was some sort of – consolation or they were like you know what i care enough about small businesses we'll do it in two stages no the businesses around a college town this one specifically said the hell you ain't canceling a football season they you need your, it it's huge flipping mine it's a massive amount of revenue i i can't remember the numbers but i was listening to uh listening to the radio the other morning they were talking about the amount of money that we're going to lose because of teeks classes being shut down Oh, it's like, massive. Man, Teeks is it's an international fire school. Right. You know, and the summertime is the time for them to all cycle through. So right. it, it's a massive economic hit. And look, you you've just somebody's gotta stand up and say, It's it's just time to go. And you, you can't you can't I, I think I saw a tweet right before I got on here. Like some lady got tackled in New York City because she wasn't wearing her mask. Good lord! Uh, <laughs> you, you can't. Yeah, if we could, if we could avoid the Gestapo tactics, I would be a massive fan. But <laughs> it, you know, it in a, in a in a time of global pandemic, you hate to use the phrase "thinning the herd," but like, mm, yeah. man, <laughs> man, if you can't make the right decision to safeguard yourself and those around you that you love, then then what do you really give to society? I don't care what job you do mm-hmm. or what money you make or what money you donate. If you can't facilitate your own well-being while conducting yourself, like if you're incapable of putting those two things together, then maybe we got to kick you off the island, man. Yeah, you know, just it's 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 so simple to have it, and it's and it's a, a modicum of respect for yourself, but absolutely the others. Mm-hmm. It, it's not that hard. Like I go to the grocery store, and people are getting jammed up in 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 the aisles because they can't see the green one way and red the other. Which I got to be honest, really explains a lot about when I drive around. <laughs> they they can they are red green color blind they're not and and even arrows they've specific arrows yeah. up this way back the other 
people not not getting it through the the dense skull um, fragments. Like I'm sure your but, daughter, who's about to drive, knows how to do that. Theoretically, fingers crossed. She don't know how to do anything yet, but don't worry about it. She ain't doing anything yet. <laughs> it's probably but for the it's, best. It's just, it's just one of those things. Like it gets jammed up, and so I stay away. You know, I, I keep, I, I maintain anywhere from six to like ten feet away from people that are all of a sudden consumed in their own personal world with no concern for others, and that's okay. And, and look, I totally understand it. Like I'm not going to sit here and call out people because, hey, 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 whoa, what are you doing right now? We you think you're doing. I'm not that kind of person because, man, sometimes you're just in the middle of something and you don't realize that, oh, crap, I'm kind of being a jerk. It just happens. But yeah. but it, it's so – man, and and this came back around this past week, and I just laugh about it. Um, what did you do? <laughs> no. No, it like came back around on social media. Yeah. Like – and, and it went up in an uproar, and I would like to say that I definitely said this, or I, I think I tweeted this like a year ago. Like, you, you know, don't ever judge anyone except for people that don't return their carts at the grocery store, then you can absolutely judge those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but so why that, don't that people like, do that? Well, that like popped back up. And, but come on. And, but it's it's the most one of the most classic ways to identify people that are selfish. Hmm. You know, and wearing a mask, not wearing a mask – I don't know where to call it, whether to call you selfish or not, but respecting other people in a time that we know is, you know, things are, you know, a little, little different. Right. But. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. we talk, you know, so when we talk about masks, I mean, for a lot of people at this point, let's just face it. The masks really aren't doing much at this point. It's just everybody's placebo. Um, safety net, as it were. You know, well, it's yeah, ninety percent of the masks you see are not they're waste. truly they're the biological. Like, they are, and yeah, and, but, but well, I, I I won't call it a waste of time. It's a peace of I, mind. It, there there is some very personal security that comes in right. with that, and and I fully understand and I appreciate that. In fact, I kind of welcome that if, if it makes sure. it feel better. In <clears throat> excuse me, to quote every commercial for the last seventy four days. In these uncertain times, right? Um, <laughs> I hate those well, commercials I, which so is, much. I, I think I saw some. Somebody was like, "In these uncertain times, what the crap's uncertain about this?" I roll out of bed every day at eight thirty. I stare outside the window for like forty-five minutes. I work for nine hours. I eat yes. leftovers at lunch. What's uncertain about this time? Well, this is the most consistent time in my life I've ever had. This is the, key, I mean, this is the key definition of what I will call in my life a freaking routine i wake up in the morning i walk my dog for three miles i come back to the house i might go out and grab food elsewhere or i may eat at the house i go to work at 11 30 i finish at eight o'clock i watch a little youtube i go to bed that's my life right now so the food is really your variable it literally is the biggest variable in my day and even then there's really not much in the ways of that variable you know but guys, I mean, it's really kind of simple for me. I mean, I'm right there with you. I firmly believe that we are at a point where we just need to go ahead and open this thing just because I think the risk of the additional um, just output or you know, the additional issues that are going to come economically at the end of this are going to be more detrimental than the actual disease itself. And I think 
just we're going to benefit more as a country, as a nation, as a world, if we just go ahead and find a way to at least start opening this thing up slowly and do it the right way. Don't shut this thing down. Don't go off and be, you know, arresting people for not wearing a mask on the street. Don't be arresting somebody because they're trying to provide for their families. That sends the wrong message. It's well, I, yeah. And I, and I don't want to use, you know, I'm a huge fan of using the phrase pearl clutching because some people are just so offended by it's appropriate. so much. Yeah. No, no, but, but you know what? No, in this, in this, and since I'm not going to use the phrase pro clutching because people are dying. Sure. And and it's not like one or two here or 10 or 20 there. People are dying. This isn't pro clutching. This is a legitimate issue we have to address. Right. However, you can't just address one side of an issue. You have to address. This goes back to knowing your, you know, your point of view on argument, but understanding the other point of view. And here's the points of view that had to be addressed. The medical you know, issue that the epidemiology, the, the 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 spread of this virus, we have to do everything we can to continuously, even if we open up government and open up restaurants and bars, we have to continue to maintain that we're going to do our best to not be jerks. Mm -hmm. But we also have to understand that if we're ever going to have any sort of stable economy, we have got to open things back up. It's it's these it two things can exist. But these two things can exist at the same time. Right. We can be mindful. We can take absolute measures and be mindful of others and ourselves. But we can also make sure that we're helping the economy. I'm a massive fan of all the, you know, look, you know, support local, buy local. I've been on that train since before all this happened. Right. But we're all here helping, you know, our, our local restaurants. But we shouldn't feel this almost requirement to only order our favorite restaurants or our favorite local tiny restaurants to help them out. The economy has to open back up to give people choices because if you let people go out and make their choices, you remember the restaurants that were there and everybody loved, they're still going to be there and everybody's going to love them. In the meantime, we have to do that. We are obligated to help the small businesses, whether it's food or a small business that's, that's open that might be an essential business like construction or a, just anything you can think of that's, you know, we've been trying to do everything we can to help our, our small businesses, which just shows you this economy is just crying out to spend money again. Right. It's, it, man, it's the American way. It's the Western way. Let us spend our money the way we want to and where we want to. Right. So it's just, yeah, hell, the government gave you 1200 bucks. Yeah. And don't sit there and tell me that everybody out there is spending the $1,200 on groceries and I put some in my IRA and I paid my utility bill. Oh, dude, Bullshit. part of that went towards a base. <laughs> Bullshit. You got, you got Gumby's for like six nights in a row, man. You bet I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I didn't need to touch an earth there. No, no, you no it's fine. Oh, I, I had it earlier this week. That's Delicious. Fine. Anyway. It's Support local yeah, business. Yeah, you know, like we went to a local place. It was it was awesome for us. Like, you know, we had some needs, and we, we support some local businesses. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm right up the street from Wings and More right here at the South Side oh, Town Deacon. So I'm good. Barely start, man, between that and Specs, I've been paying a lot of light bills. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, hey, hey, I'm doing my part. Hey, I I, I had like Wings and More. 
Uh, actually had it last night. What's your go-to dish? What, it wings? Uh, no, just wings and more. Like, what, what's your spot? Like, what's the one thing you, like, that's your go-to? Oh, oh no, yeah, I just refer to them as wings. Uh, I don't need that anymore. Um, all right, well, my favorite thing is the, uh, the buffalo chicken bites. And those are good. Um, and I get them, uh, uh, what's the hottest sauce? Not extra hot, it's hotter than that. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. The, the hottest thought they have. I, I love it. I'm a huge fan of clearing my sinuses every time I eat wings. Um, <laughs> but when I don't get that, a couple things I have to get. I have to get the pickle chips. All right. Um, I have to get a half order of onion rings but mm-hmm. because with their Southwest, you know, the onion ring sauce. Right. But, man, the buffalo chicken taco, you've got to give it a run. Okay. If you, if you have it, and and they'll they'll dip it in, in any sauce you want. I normally just get it in like hot because of ranch, like lettuce, tomatoes. It is phenomenal. Okay, I would have to say probably my go-to. Honestly, believe it or not, in, in a city that is dominated by chicken fingers, which this city has plenty of, yeah, I did. would argue that their tenders are probably my favorite tenders. And those fries, the curly fries, are um, phenomenal too. The with only sauce. downsize was that with, with cheese sauce, right? Yeah. About the only thing that it falters on, and if I could go in and just wring some necks and say, "Hey, you need to fix this," the toast is subpar. I don't understand it. Bad toast. You know what? You know what? Here's the thing. I, I'm not gonna. Uh, we're not gonna have the on stage two. You know. Uh, podium debate thing but I, I will say this is this will be my closing argument for you on this okay bro if you're going to a wing spot for the toast you and i need to have a little prayer meeting uh, no i don't go to it for the toast obviously uh, but he, here here's a weird part i'm not much of a wing person like i've had wings and i'll eat them and i think they're you know they're delicious it's just not now, gonna be my look, go-to chicken if I ever, if, if I ever go to uh, – well, back in the day when we could go out in public and eat. If I ever go to Wings and More and I'm having like a like a meet, like a a meet business meeting or I'm meeting with somebody a little more professional, right. I will always get the strips and just kind of fork and knife them. Right. Yeah, yeah. they're forking. They're forking great. They're forking great. <laughs> so good. <laughs> they're fantastic. All right. So I don't know how much time we have left. Um, I mean I could rant for – a long, long time about this. All I'm going to say, and this is just kind of here. Here's, you know, Roy's PSA for the day mm-hmm. that accidentally rhymed. Um, and I like lime. Anyway, all right, try. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> look, since we're here and we're in this situation, continue to support your small businesses. Mm-hmm. But here's the catch. Like, why weren't you supporting them before? Right. Because look. I, I will be the first to tell you I will smash Whataburger. All right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But every business in your community is local when you think about a town like College Station. You absolutely Because Because Whataburger is absolutely a chain, but the dude, the franchisee that runs that Whataburger lives here, man. Yeah. So go out and absolutely spend a little bit more time spending money at you know, some of the food trucks and 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 some of the great local stuff, uh, you know, uh, around this town that are, you know, they only have one place, but you got to go there. And it's, uh, but, but just, if you're going to spend money in the economy, don't feel bad about spending it going to Whataburger. Don't, 
you know, Chick-fil-A, yeah. I, there, there's multiple Chick-fil-A's in town. I know the owner, he lives here. He does business here. He lives in this community just because it's a, a chain name doesn't mean the person that's running it isn't, you know, part of this community. Right. I mean, do we do we want to err more on the side of spending money in the small businesses that are the mom and pops? Absolutely. But, um, man, you know, the American Express does this. They're like small business Saturday. Right. Well, screw you if that's the only day of the year that you're spending money in small businesses, man. Go right. support your local boutique, the salon, the restaurant. Like, dude. Is this? It took a pandemic for you to understand that the the literally the foundation of this country was built in mom and pop freaking restaurants and stores and the general stores and all this other crap. Like, is this what it took? Like, oh well, now we got to help out Jimmy and Joe and John and Johnny and because you know he's got a store that. Where the hell were you all before this though? Right. It's American consumerism that drives me up the wall. And look, I get it fast. Food. We love it. That's I Stop get it. it. But man, if you I love the I love the support now and I love it. And you know, the Corona and Miller Light and the you know, the restaurant funds for all the servers and this and that and mm -hmm. everybody's trying to all of a sudden all the people with money are trying to help the people without money. What a novel thought. <laughs> yeah, well, well at the same time that's not right, I get it. Yeah, we're not going but, down that road. <laughs> but but it's okay to spread your money to these smaller businesses. Sure. Because one thing I'll tell you, and this was before and it'll be after, and right now they're probably not going to listen, but you're not going to give them their, give them any input. Yeah. You know, spend your money at these small businesses in your town, in your local community. And if there's something you don't like, tell them. Because you know what they want to do? There's so many small business owners, their dreams or of having that massive retail store, having 12 salons over southeast Texas, you know, having six barbecue restaurants, being the best wing joint this side of the flipping Mississippi. You know, these are, they aren't just building these small businesses so they can pay their bills. These are people that went out on a limb with their life. Their family agreed to do it. They're spending this money. They're, they're jumping off that ledge. Hopefully more successfully than Johnny did on Instagram. Ugh, um, that was awful. <laughs> but but they're but but they're jumping off that ledge and hoping that parachute comes out, man. And you, you got to support these people. And and I, there's and and I'm not I'm not trying to sit on a soapbox and be like none of you guys did because I'm I'm living proof to show that the community can absolutely support a small business. Absolutely. But it's just fascinating for me to see this all across the country. And these uncertain times, or these uncertain times, we're happy to help out our small businesses. Well, where the hell was your ass a year ago with these small businesses? Right. You know, so just man, buy local, support local. Just if you're the kind of person that, that has the means to, to spend money in your community, and kind of, sp then spread it around. Right. Bro, go get a patty melt at Whataburger Add jalapenos, add pickles. I got you. I ain't mad at you, man. But also go to Jesse's Taqueria and Brian. You know, go to the Which food truck awesome. right there. The get you know, Jesse's phenomenal. So good. Go, you know, go to that. Go to that food truck that's right there in 2018 and uh, in Texas by that little gas station across from the bank. You know, go go up into Brian and just find a restaurant. Go There's to Mr. So G's. Yeah, last I heard, Mr. G's ain't a national freaking chain. Go to Mr. G's and grab some pizza. It's a you know, great go to pizza. Cat. Yeah, go to Cafe XL, go to Zeitman's Grocery to, to get your food. It's just, 
man, and it's okay to go to H-E-B, too, because holy crap, H-E-B turns out to be running the country. Yeah, no kidding, right? So it's just, man, spend your money the way you want to, but don't sit there and act like you're throwing yourself on your own sword because you're supporting local businesses all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, support them always when we come out of this. Because eventually we're going to come out of this. We are. Eventually. I, yeah. I don't know when. I don't know when. Nobody knows when. But eventually we will both flatten the curve and find a vaccination. <laughs> so Fingers everything crossed. will happen. Yeah, you know. Um, but, man, just never forget to support local business. Because, dude, McDonald's started as a local business. Bucky's started as a local business. Yeah, Bucky's is owned by an ag. You think he opened up nine Bucky's at, at front? And if he did, I'm gonna look like a jerk. I've never done a lot of Bucky's research, but <laughs> but he had a concept and and he and he put himself out there. And, it's just, and even though Bucky's might have become this like staple of you know, well, it's the, the Walmart staple, super center of every gas station. That's what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, with, I, with I better like, restrooms. I, I feel like this guy is trying to replace the Texas flag, the star in the Texas flag, with the actual beaver face. But yeah. <laughs> but but that's how successful he's become. But Man, he took a risk. Right. You know, th- this was at some point a small business. So just go out. You know, when you spend money, be mindful where you spend it. Mm-hmm. And and by that, I mean spend it in your community. If you can get something in your community that you can get on Amazon, sometimes that dollar or two or five dollars of savings isn't worth knowing that you're contributing into your community. I didn't know we were going around this road, but I'll talk about, man, it's so easy to contribute to your community. Right. So. Yeah. But. So, that's it. I'll definitely say that. Um, yeah, I, I got to sh- I gotta shut up. I'll go all night. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I would definitely say we, we've hit a point where, you know, absolutely we need to start letting people go out and make their own decisions, live your life, be who you need to be. And, you know. Obviously, if you're in an area where you don't feel safe going out and about, don't go out and about. Stay home. Take yeah, care of yourself. It, Take care of your family. It's it's fascinating that that even needs to be remarked yeah. on. Like, hey, so if the light's still green, maybe you don't think about crossing the street. Right. Not with thought. It, it's, it's kind of that simple. You know, yeah. are, you, are you Frogger or are you slow like me? Are you? slow and terrible and probably ain't going to make it across even before the light you know goes from red back to green they give me a full 34 seconds you're talking about what 80 feet and i probably can't make it but you know so we're at that point now folks so you know it's just yeah we we've make it happen we just got to put it in each other's hands to understand that from the dawn of this country we have been able to despite our differences figure out a way to make things happen we have figured out a way to, you know, to help each other and look out for each other. So I'm not, I can't tell anybody in L.A. what to do. But, man, as far as I'm concerned, open it up. Open it up and leave the decision to the person. That's really all it comes down. If you don't feel comfortable going out, don't go out. We're not going to shun you. Right. You're, you're not going to be terrible. So, 
All right, man. Well, that's I think it's enough for one night. Gotta work. Well, uh, well, that's that's enough for the time. I got that's, plenty that's of enough for night, now. But... Uh, so one final little piece of uh, fun news for me and my crew. So uh, new single just dropped for my band. Uh, we got music out. It's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Yeah, whatever platform you want to listen to. New songs called. Uh, tell me what you need, and what you need to do is listen to this song because it's pretty decent. We like it. It's uh, it's a little All bit right. slower than the other one. Link it. We will. Please link it. We'll link Not it. Not just that. Yeah, we're 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 you know obviously we're all cross social media, so I'm gonna make sure that he links it. Yeah. And uh, and he and I actually haven't talked about this, so I'm bringing it up right quick. What's up with the shirts, bro? Well, they are. I said I've got the files set with a handful of designs, um, so those are pretty much all put together in an Illustrator, basically as a file together. So I'll just have to kick those out uh, when I get a chance. But those are pretty much ready to go. I've been doing those designs. I've been doing a handful of T-shirt designs for my band. There's a number of things going on, but no, the, the shirts I have designs. They're about ready to go. I've just been this week has been How super many? crazy at work. How many? How many so shirts? I've got I've got about three or four shirts at this point. All right, we'll do three or four shirts. We might throw either hats or koozies out there. Right. And, and some uh, shorts. Well, if we got the shorts lined up, then and shorts. Y'all are welcome because it's coming just in time for summer. That's right. Um. So. I'm going to, well, you know what, Rob, I'm going to put you on the clock. Uh-oh. We're going to have these at least done so we can post them by Memorial Day. Memorial Day sounds fair. I and, can uh, certainly have those and, ready by then. Yeah, and, and if I can wing it, we'll have a store open, and we'll get uh, we'll get some um, some of those basic girl running shorts um, <laughs> lined up. But y- y'all are going to dig them. Um, absolutely like yeah no okay yes you know what? we gotta shut up man it's been too long all right, all right. so like yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now and it, like you get to plug your band I get to plug my company just plug once it. this will be the only time I plug my company because it. it's May if you want a freaking pool in College Station let me know all right that's it that's it. All right. So, well, but, hey, folks, uh, we appreciate you guys, of course, listening in. Um, oh, and I have I've listened to the single. Y'all should listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Be sure to check it out. It's it's a it's a pretty good little single. I like it a lot. Well, hey, folks, uh, we appreciate pretty you guys. Good little single. Yeah, it's it's all right. Uh, feel free to come check us out um, on social media. Of course, you can follow us at uh, Robert underscore White fourteen on Twitter and Roy May at Roy May fifteen on Twitter. And of course, follow our social media. Keep an eye out on all of our gear as it's getting ready to come out. And of course, we do appreciate you guys listening. And hopefully, we can get another That's... episode out this next week. Um, any this idea what like, we want to talk about? I don't know, but this is like the slowest merchandise rollout in the history of mankind. It's, uh, like, I'm, right. it's like I'm stitching my own T-shirts. Um, no, but no, we, I mean, we all have things to do. But uh, no, next week, uh, I mean, we're heading into uh, – no, next week, I don't know. Man, throw some throw some ideas. People talked about – I don't know. It, we'll get something. You know right. what? You know what we're going to talk about? <laughs> We're going to talk about the NFL. 
Let's talk about the NFL. Oh, the NFL, and then we can also talk about uh, the Premier League and EPL stuff, Bundesliga. It's but, coming back. Well, one's opening and one's filing lawsuits. So yeah, they'll, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, we are all good here, folks. We appreciate you guys listening again. Um, once again, Red Ass Podcast. Catch you on the next one. Gig em. Gig em.